0: Okay. Good morning. Today's class is. Um, today's class is for the shidduch for Bracha Ora Bas Miriam Rachel Bas for Ruvor Sholema Yitzhaka, Arye Ben Miri Yehudis Ariella, Alta Nechama Bas Hudis Yehudis Maka Etel Bas Hudis Yehudis for a true for for Parnasatovah for Moshe David Zelek Ben Rachel Fredel Meira Yehudis Bas Chaya from Moshe Ben Adinam. And also in the of B'zrat Hashem, um, Sion Ben Neymah, Luh Nishmat Yorech Daniel Ben Gadalia, and B'zrat Hashem, success, and Yorech Melecheva Novaka, Yorech Melecheva, Shep Melecheva, Em and Reina Malka Tova Basha. December 16th is the event in Brickle and B'zrat Hashem, we have the event in, with Rabbi Kramer, the next following Tuesday, in the, uh, on his new, great new book, uh, finding Meaningful Prayer, phenomenal book that is going to be next Tuesday at the Lighthouse. I believe it's the 21st, 20, etc. Okay, today we're going to take a great concept. And Hashem, I, I really changed my Hezbollah this morning. And all of a sudden this concept of measure for measure came to me, right? How, I'm just thinking about the concept of measure for measure. You know, one of the things that we have to do in life is we have to simplify things. So I was thinking about what is this concept, this thought of when you honor your wife, you get wealth. Like, what's the connection? You could tell me, work harder and get wealth. What is the concept between honoring your wife and getting wealth? Why this came to me? Rabbi Rush says it beautifully. He says, our sages teach us that by honoring our wives, we merit wealth. This is a Baba Metzia 59a. How did they know this? Rabbi Rush learned from this teacher and explains it the following. A person who respects his wife and helps her, encourages her with kindness and always... And he does whatever he does to make her feel good. He frees her from the curse. Because the original curse was that a man, uh, she would, a man would rule over her. So she would be under him. She would be dependent upon him. So what happens is, when he's nice to her, he frees her from that curse. And then God, measure for measure, what was man's curse? You're going to have to make your, your bread with sorrow. With sadness. God removes him of his curse. Do you understand? Beautiful chidush. So the nicer I am to my wife, and the more I honor her... The more God takes away my burden of making a living, makes things easier. So I understood really the depthness behind that with that Torah. It's a beautiful Torah. So that's really measure for measure. You're nice to your wife, God's nice to you, He takes away headaches from you in business. You know, we don't see it that way. We 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 see it that this is really really the source of why a person gets wealth when he's nice to his wife. There you go. <laughs> measure for measure. And then this concept of measure for measure, you can pretty much see it across the board. I mean it's you know, the worst thing a person, unfortunately, when, when a person is attacked by the Yetzirah and his ego. The number one thing that your ego does, or the Yetzirah does, is makes you 100% self-centered. So all you're thinking about is yourself. All you thinking about how you're getting hurt, how you're getting damaged. It doesn't give you the opportunity to say, how do I get out of this situation? That's the one thing I would recognize. When you're in a bad state, when you're in a bad mood... Guaranteed you're self-centered. Guaranteed. It's almost a guaranteed. It's coming from the ego because any any... Remember positivity, joy, happiness is a soul. But anytime we're coming from our ego state, it's pretty practically you're in a negative self-centered state. Nobody feels good when they're thinking about themselves all day long, period. So that it teaches you, and that's exactly the purpose of the Yates of heart to keep you in that box, to keep you in that small box, where you see a cloud over your head the whole day and you don't see nothing but that cloudiness. This is why very, very important, the constant humility, bittle, you know, surrendering, you know, changing state, because we're prone to the negativity of the ego. And this is where, when you're not thinking straight, you're not thinking straight, all you're thinking is negative, but pretty much, it's a self-centered thought. Just think about any positive thought you've had is what you haven't thought about yourself. And negative thoughts are all coming from something that somebody did to you, uh, anger, etc., etc. This is just an observation I'm, I'm making. So the Baal Shem Tov says something very beautiful. In life, you get set up. You get set up. I heard in the name of the Baal Shem Tov, this is lesson 113, before any decree is passed against the world, God forbid, the whole world is gathered and asked if they concur with that judgment or the person himself, whose judgment has been decreed, God forbid, even if he's concursed, thus the judgment is concluded. The point is as follows, surely, if a person would know, imagine they're gonna ask you, "Know what do you think should happen to this guy? Ah, the guy's a low life, he should go to jail right away, he should do this. Obviously I'm not talking about the, the media, et cetera, but I'm talking about in general, you see somebody that did, had suspicion of doing wrong, and you say, yeah, he's guilty, punish him, What happens is in heaven, they're really asking, that's really for you. Might not be in the same sin, but it might be in something else. So you're really getting constantly, constantly uh, judged by people asking you, what do you think should happen to this guy? Really, if you knew, to ask the guy, hey, what do you think should happen to this guy, to you, you would say, what are you talking about? (laughs) He's not guilty, he's he's 100% innocent. 100% 100% innocent. You haven't reviewed all the facts. You didn't know the situation. You would 100% somebody was entering you. What do you think your sentence should be? You would go all in on the, on the um, you know, you're not seeing the big picture. You didn't see the whole thing. Almost like Alec Baldwin is trying to, you know, make a whole uh, you know, picture of himself when he shot the lady in the movie. Like he's trying to do, what are you talking about? It wasn't me. The gun shot off by itself. Lahavdo, <laughs> lahavdo, pretty much the same thing we're, we're, we're doing. So, when they, if somebody asks you, what do you think should happen to this guy, what do you think should happen? Do not be, do not use Gevurah. Because when you're using Gevurah, basically you're getting the same thing yourself. They're asking you for you. And where do we know this from? We know this from the, the, the concept of Dovr Melech. When they asked David Melech, hey, what do you think should happen to a guy who has uh, 20 sheep and another guy who has one sheep? And the guy with 20 sheep wants the one sheep. Kill him, et cetera. He didn't, not right. So what happened? That was David Melech and, and the concept of um, or uh, Batsheva, etc. So what happened? He, from, that, from that judgment, he's the one that got punished because of that. Because he judged, he judged the other one unfavorably, ended up becoming for him. So when people ask you, what do you think should happen to Say, no comment. How do you like that one? <laughs> no comment. I'm not a judge. I'm booked. You should, the best thing to do when people ask you, what do you think should happen to these people? What do you think? You should say, I'm so busy working on myself that I have no time to judge people. No vacancy in the hotel. You have a vacant hotel. No vacancy. Hotel booked. No, no, no time for that. If you understood how much effort it takes, especially the more awareness you have, the more awareness you have, and the more you work on yourself, you're like, oh my god, I haven't even begun to even work on myself. I haven't even began. You'll be so embarrassed to even think about judging because you'll recognize how much work you have to do to judge on your own self. And once you start doing the digging, you recognize, oh my God, I have a lot more work to do. There's no time to judge other people. But to the extent where we don't judge on ourselves, we become instant judges and then et cetera, and the rest is history. So this is, you have to be very, very careful because what the Baal Shem Tov is saying here is, you're giving, you're actually calling your own sentence and you constantly judge, get judged on that. So we have to be very, very careful all the time. I don't know. I don't, see a zamra. I don't see the whole picture. Measure for measure. You judge them good, you'll get judged properly, etc. This is a very, very important message that we need to really, really understand. Because pretty much, I hate to tell you, what I've seen across the board, it's everything's measure for measure. Everything I've seen in my life, measure for measure. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't see one area of my life that has not been this, etc. And this is why it teaches you if I'm attracting something that I don't like, it's because this is the energy I'm putting out into the world. If I'm, something's not happening, if things are not going in order, it's because maybe there's an arrogance there. I need to go to humility. It's always teaching you. That's why it's very important to get signals, get a lesson from what's happening. Don't let your emotions block your judgment because your emotions are going always going to be, it's all about you. This is another. The Mishnah and sota. The way a person acts is the way God acts with him. This, for example, Shimshon, he went after his eyes. What happened? They they poked his eyes out. You know, Miriam waited for Moshe for one hour after he was placed in the Nile River for a baby. So what? The entire Jewish people waited for her for one week after she left. Joseph married the burial with his father. In turn, the the Israel was was later the Joseph's burial was attended by Moshe Rabbeinu. So this just I was just thinking about this concept that it's across the board. I mean, you have to recognize that if you, the real key is to get outside of yourself. Anytime we're getting any kind of judgment or any kind of thing, what kind of measure for measure am I putting out? What, what, am I, what am I putting out? And when you learn this concept, it will be very easy for you to deal with difficult people. Dealing with difficult people will be nothing more but an opportunity for you. It will be an opportunity for you. You see how the world, the whole world, is in a toxic situation? Toxic this, this guy's toxic, that guy's toxic, narcissist, blah, 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 Everybody's medicating everybody else and giving everybody a diagnosis. But at the end of the day, you don't recognize the reason why all these people are alive. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. You can go to Alaska and you know, be, be with nobody, but that's not what your creator wants. Otherwise, would, we would all be in Alaska. He purposely wants you to be around difficult people because that's an opportunity for you to be godlike. And godlike, purity to godlike, is to see the whole picture. And this is exactly what God does with us. He lets us be able to be merciful with other people so that we can get mercy for ourselves. It's un- it's, I mean, this is so clear to me. This is why anytime I'm going through a situation where I'm not seeing clarity, I'm asking myself, I'm lacking mercy. Right now, there's a lack of mercy, there's too much judgment happening. How do I change the state right away? That means I need to start giving mercy to people. I need to create mercy. I need mercy. That's what I need right now. And I need to get out of my own head. So it forces me to get out of my own head and forces me to now find a way to deal with difficult people by finding their good points, judging them favorably, recognizing it's not about me. But again, when you know, like, like um, I believe what's his name says. I forgot his name. I forgot his name off, off the head, but, but basically saying the same thing, that when you, when you know your own darkness, and you know how much work you have to do, it's much easier to judge other people favorably. And this is why this concept of being nice to your wife, when you're nice to your wife, measure for measure, God's nicer to you. He takes care of your business. He, take, he makes it easier for your business. And unfortunately, we don't see that. We don't see that. We don't see the big picture. We only see, I'm in charge of work. I'm, I'm doing this, i gave that example. Typical example, we gave that class in the anger class. If we, when a person is thinking, I'm making the money, my wife is, not, is, is only a receiver, what happens? He comes home, he doesn't say hi to her like anything, no big deal. I'm, in, I'm the king, I'm the one entitled. She's resenting him because she's not, he, she's not seeing all the good that he does for her, that she's doing for the whole house. And it becomes a, a, a constant, constant, a constant uh, form of resentment. So we have to be very, very careful to appreciate each other. Period, I can't tell you. People check out only when they don't feel appreciated. Period. <laughs> Very simple. And they don't feel appreciated, they said nothing I could do to win, no matter what I do to win, but your job is to really, really appreciate the other person and show the appreciation because in, your, in their lens, they're doing the whole house for you, they cleaned up everything for you, they took care of the kids, and you don't see that in your lens. Your lens is, I made money, look at all the headaches I had in business, that's your lens, but their lens is completely different. <laughs> So you have to put yourself in other people's lenses. And that is really how you get this mercy. How, what I've seen is how, do I, how can I view myself in that person's shoe? Can I look at it the same way? And usually the answer is no. And then I'm able to change my perspective. And that is really, really the key. Measure for measure. When you're able to go measure for measure, you're able to constantly do that, that concept. And this is why our sages say that before, when a person needs compa- compassion, Ram Nachman says in lesson 119, That before before a person needs compassion, Hashem sends him people to be compassionate to. Because he's in need of compassion. He's in need of compassion. This is what he's saying here. When a person requires compassion, God sends him compassion so that he can show compassion for others. As a result, he showed compassion. Get it? Measure for measure. It's so obvious, it's so clear. What, why can't we see this if the answer is right in front of our faces? Because our emotions make us self-centered. Period. Period. You get a lot more with honey than bitterness. You don't get nothing with regret. I mean, we have to get outside of our heads. That is the problem. I mean, now I run to my puppies and give them food. I need compassion, God. I know I need compassion. I know I need compassion. When you have that, you recognize how much compassion you need, and you find ways to give, go give compassion. You know how many times... I'm sitting there in my rehab centers and just trying to tell people, please forgive that person. Please look at that person kindly. No! I said, do you understand how much compassion you need? You're in a rehab center. You have an addiction. You have no money. Everything's going completely south for you. You Do You understand you need compassion. Right now, you need heavy compassion. Your whole life's ahead of you. Your life and death are ahead of you. Don't you see that? So I'm trying to tell you, listen to me and do something to give you, so you can give compassion, which could be forgiving somebody that did a horrendous thing to you. That is, a, that is the beginning. All of a sudden, that person doesn't deserve compassion. So what? God gives you compassion. It's measure for measure. You know how many times I hear dates? Guy goes to a relationship. He leads the girl on. Six months, he goes to her. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen to you? You're going to get into a relationship. You're going to like the person. You know what's going to happen? They're going to ghost you. Measure for measure. And it's only mercy. You know why? Ram Nachman says it so clearly. That God, this is the way God runs the world. And he runs the world out of so much mercy. The reason why he does it out of mercy. You know why he does it out of mercy? Because if they didn't make it obvious, you wouldn't know what to fix. You wouldn't know what to fix. That's the whole thing you wouldn't know what to fix. He has to do it, and it has to be painful, and it has to be obvious. Otherwise, you wouldn't know what to fix. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? That's the most important message, you have to understand that. Things are measure for measure, measure for measure. People try to divide others. This is why a person, great example, you speak Lush and Hara, right? What are you trying to do? Divide people. What's the punishment? You get quarantined. You want to divide people? You're gonna get divided. You're gonna get divided. You're gonna get by by yourself. Exactly what you wanted to do to the person, you get that done to that person. person's done. Everything you see is measure for measure. So if you're not receiving mercy, there's a reason. Maybe you're not getting mercy to others. This is what you're vibrating on. It's a vibration, pretty much. It's a vibration that you. It's an energy that you're, you're vibrating to the world. It just comes right back to you, very much. Same same concept. Same concept, and you could see political figures. They they run they run the show. Hashem dump, dumps them in one second. You could see measure for measure, what Hashem does with a rasha. You know what he does? He elevates them first, because he has to remember the bigger the high, the bigger the ego, the bigger the fall. So what does he do? He takes these comos and these clowns and he elevates them really really high. And you know what he does? He lets them go so they fall bigger. This is the way exactly this. Even Haman. Even Haman, because he caused Jews to repent in the, in the times of the Megillah, you know what happened? He got rewarded that his great-grandchildren would be Torah scholars. Everything in the world is measure for measure. I mean, even to, to the point of that, even a Rasha, he told, made footsteps to tell Abraham about Lot, he got rewarded, long life. So you have, this is, it's an easy answer. Same thing, how many times I talk to people? They tell me, this person's not committing to me, the customer's not committing to me, that one's not committing to me, nobody's committing to me. So are you committing to your creator? No, I don't really have, I'm not into the candles thing, I don't really have time. Um, will you try this? Nah, I don't know, I try to. So what happens? They don't commit, God doesn't commit to them. There's a Gemara that says, the more you sustain your creator in heaven, the more he sustains you. Very much. I mean, this is the whole point. So we're, we sometimes we're, we're in difficult situations and we're hurt and we're traumatized. We're not seeing the big picture. We're not seeing the big picture. The big picture is, how do I get mercy? That's the first question you have to ask yourself. How do I get mercy? And who, who in the world am I gonna give it to so I can get it? And that is people who offended you, people who are difficult in your lives, so you can get that opportunity. It's for you, not for them for you. But when we're self-centered, everything's about you. Everything's about you. Center of the universe. And that's called arrogance. That's called arrogance. And things don't get better. This is why Yosef Atzadik made a very big, very big statement. I was not sold. I was sent here. <laughs> Let's make it very clear. There's no victim here. I was sent here. I was not sold here. I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim to to, read, to, to, to this whole concept. I have, a, I have a much bigger picture in life than this mentality of I was sold. So even a, chi- a, a person is going through a difficult childhood. He had a difficult childhood. He lost his self-esteem. He's, looking to, he's blaming his parents for his whole life about his, his lack of success. Your father did what he could. Give him mercy, be kind to him. Yeah, but he did this. He didn't mean it. He did what he could. Give him mercy. And then what happens? You'll have mercy with your own kids. I mean, it's so obvious. We're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. That's the problem. Because we're not seeing the big picture in life. We're just seeing the, the, the constant people and the, and the toxic... Control. We're just not seeing the big picture. We're not seeing the big picture. Seeing, not, not the big picture. And this is what he's saying here. Reb says it very clearly. As our sages teach, whoever shows compassion for God's creations is showing compassion. As it says, he will give you compassion, and you will be compassionate. Now, the trait of compassion is dependent upon dot. You have to have dot to have compassion. To have dot, you have to have dot. You, you have to recognize nobody's committing to me. You have to have the dot to understand I'm not committing to anything. That's why the Gemara says you break your night. What happens? God breaks his nature for you. This is why miracles don't come to lazy people. Miracles do not come to lazy people. And the lazy people are saying, why am I not getting any miracles? Because miracles are required self-sacrifice. You want a miracle? You need to self-sacrifice. You need to self-sacrifice. Lazy people don't get miracles. They don't get miracles. They get subscriptions. More subscriptions. More subscriptions. But they don't get miracles. Bottom line. Same thing. Yosef Atzadik. At he fled from, he split from Potifar. Potiphar. Pratifar's wife, you know what happened to him? The sea split for him. So if things are not splitting for you, you're not splitting from things. This is where we're not, get, we're not seeing this. And in my whole point of these classes is stop being a victim. Stop being a victim, enough already. We have enough victims already. Stop being a victim to life. So find a way to get compassion. You need compassion, you don't need self-pity. You need self-pity in a, in a time of, uh, of, of din, in a time of judgment, you need self-pity. You need people to pity you? No, you want people to look up to you. And the way people look up to you is to overcome your own nature and recognizing that I need to do something above in order to fix something below. When I'm attracting lemons, there's a reason why I'm attracting lemons. There's not, by heaven, it's not, God does not change. God does not change. Same thing. We spoke about the importance of, of, taking, of taking risk in business and being, having trust in God. You know what happens? You do that, then God blesses it because you, you measure for measure. You went out of your comfort zone, God will go to your comfort zone. But in areas in life where we have not done this, where we have not shown the kavod for each other, God destroyed the Torah. He destroyed the 24,000 students. It's measure for measure. If you don't understand that the whole Torah is about giving compassion to people, and being a better person, if you're learning Torah, you're not becoming a better person, then what's the purpose of Torah? This is what happened to the 24,000 students of, of, of Rabbi Akiva. It's not religion, it's the whole you're not looking at you're not we're not seeing this. And this is exactly why Rab Nachman's teachings work so much, because there's tremendous amount of introspection and awareness and bittle and, and surrender. You could you just the more you surrender, the more I see a bigger picture. You know, when you want to see something you can't see, you have to stand back and you have to really look at it the other way. You have to really look at it the other way. And even this, and this is why compassion, the opposite of compassion is anger. The Opposite of compassion is what? Anger. And anger rests on the bottom of fools. This is why our sages say, when somebody lacks doubt, it's forbidden to show him compassion. For if he has no doubt, he has no compassion. If you don't have compassion for yourself, your Creator will not have compassion for you. Period. And you have to understand what's going, what, why are things not working out. Your Creator... Wants to give you It hurts your creator not to give you You have to believe that You almost have to believe It's like a mother giving ch- milk to a child And the child does not want to receive it And it hurts your creator so bad When he cannot give to you Because if he can't give it to you He gives it to, other, he gives it to the other side So asking for him, why am I not receiving? And this is what Rav is saying here He's saying that the concept This is the whole concept God gives us with God gives us tremendous amount of compassion so we can get compassion to others. How many times did I say, when you when you're struggling in business, all of a sudden a thousand phone calls. I need money, I need money. I mean I, it's it's so obvious. Same thing with dating, same thing with people. You have to be very careful if you're going to break up with a person. If why does the Torah talk so much about Geneva's dot? Stealing a person's dot means you're not even allowed to go into a, uh, a car dealership and say, let me test drive this car when you have no intention of buying it. You understand? If you're going to go date, make sure you wanna, you're, you're marriage-minded. Don't date just to have fun. Because that's Ganeva's that. And then what's going to happen? You're going to really like somebody and they're going to do it to you. I'm going to do it to you. Measure for measure. This is the way God does it to you. He does it to you. So if we're so careful about, oh my God, I can't even go to test drive a car because I'm going to waste that guy's time. You know how many people are wasting people's time in marriage and all that? You can't do that. You can't do that. It's Geneva's dot. You have to be serious. You have to be serious in this area because not, you're going to like somebody, they're going to do the same thing to you. Not because you're not good looking or successful, because measure for measure, and ultimately when they do it to you, you what it is, it's a cleansing. So that's another question. When it happens to you, how do you view it also? Do you view it as a cleansing, or do you view it as a as a punishment? That's another problem. We're look, we're getting the cleanse, and we're viewing it as a punishment. And this guy from New York called me. He says, "Listen, I don't understand this. All of a sudden, you know, she she everything was great, and she all of a sudden she got cold. She doesn't have anything to do with me, and she ghosted me. And he doesn't understand. He's, he's in, and then I said, did you ever do it to somebody else?'" He says, "Yes, I did do it to somebody else." Okay. Your Creator got even. Now you're good. Now you're cleansed. Go out and date again. And don't do it again. And this, is, this, is, this, this concept is very important. Be careful, guys, when you're dating. This is why I got married to my wife 30 days. Nobody was wasting anybody's time. Everybody was serious. And there was, Baruch Hashem, major results. The same thing. When you're dating, you're doing business with people, you have to be honest. And you have to recognize how you want other people to treat you the same way as you, and this is the key to everything in life. It's gonna come back to you. This is what the word karma is. It's gonna come. It's gonna come back to you. Reb Nachman also says the same thing in Lesson 154. If you lose your faith and you start depending on these fears, these fears now have power over you. They're gonna power. You. They're gonna take over your life to the extent that you you give energy to fear. You turn your you turned your face. Look, that's a you turn your face from me, I'll turn your face from you. God's there all the time, but it's to the extent where we allow him in our lives. You don't allow him in your life, he's not coming in your life. This is what the close Rebbe says. God is the only way you let him in. You're not letting him in. How can he help you? Measure for measure, measure for measure. The whole thing is so obviously clear. It's all measure for measure. So if you want relationships to change, change, give more mercy, be more compassionate to that situation. And then that's what we all need. We all really need mercy and compassion. That's all we need mercy and compassion. And when you see this, you won't hate people. You'll find ways to find Nikudus tovas in that. That's Breslav 101. Finding this, and in Nakhman tells us in, as soon as you wake up in the morning. You know he tells you? As soon as you wake up in the morning, you have to start giving yourself credit. Right away, he tells you. Azamra. This is what he says. Thank you for not making me this. Thank you for not making me that. Because it's programming you to have a good eye in the morning. So, if you're in a momentum of a good eye in the morning, then you'll get, you're going to all of a sudden see the good in everything because you're in a good state. And this is why the Baal Shem Tov says, if you're upset at the world, just look at the mirror. That's the cause. That's the, that's the problem. It's the way you're viewing the mirror. The way you're viewing the mirror. So may, I, may, I help, may Hashem help us. I mean, we get. I can give you a hundred more examples of this happening, but this is what came to me this morning in this bodeh. it's all measure for measure, measure for measure. You deal with your things below through mishpat, through judgment. God doesn't deal with you above. Same thing, measure for measure. If a person takes accountability for his mistakes and he says, "I'm sorry," they don't need to punish you above. But if you don't take a kind of a little bit below, then they're, then they're going to remind you above, pretty much. I mean, I, I, everything's everything's clear. It's clear. Question is, like I told you, the obstacle is not doing what we need to do. The obstacle is the Yetzirah. the Yitzhahara, the ego. That's the obstacle. the The lack of perspective, the lack of seeing. Okay, what is God teaching me? The constant. Uh, Uh, emotional the concept of emotion that you're being punished that God's there to punish you this figurine of God that you've made up in your life with a stick and a a cloud that wants to strike you every time you run to the right or left I mean this this is all man made too much cartoons when we were younger we we made up a figure of our creator as a harsh and punishment at the end of the day it's all energy it's a consciousness you can vibrate at at a higher consciousness and you attract different things in your life. Same thing in a low consciousness. This is what happens in a low consciousness. And this, I can't tell you, I can't tell you, this is enough about dating. You have to be date, be honest. Be honest. You don't like somebody, you know what? It's not going to work out. It's not feeling. But don't, don't make them play games. Don't play games with them. Don't, you shouldn't do that. You should not do that because it's going to come back to you. That's why. Honesty, you know what? It's not for me. It's okay. Nobody has to force you. It's not for me. End of story. It's not for me, but don't lead people on. That's the problem the leading on. The leading on and the not being honest. And that's called Geneva's dot, stealing a person's dot. You can't do that. person stealing a person's dot, you're taking, it's like stealing. Your, your intentions were not honest. So, Hashem help us all, we should all be Zochet. to be honest and to be able to have Yeshua to get a lot of mercy. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when, when things are broken above, they have to be fixed below. I mean, that, that's, or I'm sorry, when things are broken below, they have to be fixed above. And you can take this principle pretty much to everything in your life, whether it's business, whether it's relationships, whether it's pretty much across the board, it's a general rule of measure for measure. Have a great day. Uh, how do you become-